Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with Strahan. Hey, it's Odie Strahan, and I'm having one of the most amazing days of my life. Hopefully you are too. Let's get this show started. What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with Strahan. Guys, we are in for a treat today. Got a very special guest. This gentleman was a former Major League Baseball All-Star who enjoyed a great career that included being inducted in the Milwaukee Brewers Hall of Fame. He's also enjoying massive success post-career, which we're, we're really going to get into today. Uh, we're going to get into his playing days, but really get into what he's up to uh, when he comes to, once again, post-career with his mo- multiple restore uh, locations, as well as being uh, part, ownership, part of the ownership uh, with Sac Republic, as well as his other, other entrepreneurial ventures, and just really excited to get into it. A lot of things with them. So, Greg Vaughn, you out there? Yeah, yeah. What's up, dude? What's going on, man? Oh man, just 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 happy to have you back on, man. And got a lot of stuff I want to get into, man. You ready to go? Yeah, let's get it. Absolutely, man. Hey, listen. Before uh, you know, before we get into the you know the post career ventures, I do want to go back and, and and talk a little bit about your playing days. Actually, let's take it all the way back with you growing up, because a lot of people know about your you know great you know baseball accolades and what you were able to do on the baseball field but what some people might not know is you know how great you were on the football field so talk to me real quick about you know you growing up and, <laughs> and, and the damn football field talk to me hey you know hey football is my first love you know I'm passionate emotional and you know football just fit for me so it was a situation where you know uh you get to a point and you're actually pretty good in football and so-so in baseball and everyone's like well you should quit you know you should quit uh baseball and just focus on football so i you know flipped it because i don't like people to tell me what i can do and can't do so you know uh after my senior year you know i decided i was just going to focus on baseball and uh you know here we are today you know it was it was a blessing you know it's funny i said i'm gonna play baseball because i you, you never get hurt Six rotator cuff surgeries, labor, shave bone, you know, detached bicep, you know, hmm. two knee surgeries, foot surgery. I never had a surgery in football, but it's just a matter of time. You know, those guys are so big and so fast. And, uh, you know, for me, once again, is, you know, what I try to convey to youngsters, don't let anyone tell you what you can or cannot do. You know, if someone tells you you can't do something, prove them wrong. Don't mope, don't pout, don't feel sorry for yourself flip it, you know, and I, I don't want anyone to tell me that, oh, you're, you're not that good at baseball, but you, you, you can play football. So I said, you know what? I quit football and I played baseball. And then I was the fourth freaking draft, uh, you know, when it was my turn. Hey, talk to me, though, G. Talk to him about the football field, though. Talk to him what you were able to do, man. I, I know you had told me the numbers you're, you know, as a running back. Uh, I believe it was uh, uh, one of the all-star games, too, right? I remember you told me a great story, uh, you know, with your <laughs> grandmother. Talk to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think this is where, you know, me deciding to play baseball probably came from. You know, my grandmother, you know, you know, growing up in South Sac, playing for the South Sac Jets, you know what I mean? That's that's my heart. You know, we had the Vikings, we had the Jets, and we went to Carmichael to play. We played an all-star game, and uh, I rushed for like – I was 10 years old, man. I rushed for like 200 yards and caught a – you know, a screen pass, ran for a touchdown, ran a kickoff back. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to talk about myself, but, you know, after the game, 
my grandmother goes, hey, good game. Let's go eat, Greg, Greg. You know, I was like, what do you mean? Let's go eat. They just gave me co-MVP and that dude didn't do nothing, grandma. She said, Greg, Greg, you made it too close. I said, what? Mm. I said, I said, this grandma, this is what I did. (laughs) She said, evidently, you made it too close. So basically, not only was that a lesson on the field, it was a lesson off the field to hold myself to higher standards and don't just fit in, you know, whether it is, you know, you know, school, work, whatever it is, not, it doesn't have to be sports, but whatever it is, separate yourself, you know, have some pride in yourself, you know, uh, you know, like you said, a lot of people died for, for a lot of different reasons for that flag and you owe it to give everything you have to whatever you do. And, you know, that's what I try to live by. You know, there's a lot of people that say I don't do enough or, you know, uh, you live two different lives or whatever the case may be, you know, you know, you're always going to have people throwing stones at you. You know what I mean? And it's, she taught me just to keep it moving. I, I, I know myself. I know my, what I try to do. I, I know, you know, the youth are important to me. Sacramento, you know, 916 for life is important to me. Uh, am I perfect? No. Do I make mistakes? Yeah. You know, all that comes along with it, but, you know, the people that are sitting there criticizing and judging me, you know, I can't give them the time of day. No, I got you, brother. I got you, man. Well, listen, man, uh, obviously, I mean, you are a problem both on, on, on the field, on baseball and football field, but the decision uh, to, you know, take it to baseball was, uh, you know, obviously a, 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 a great one because you had great success. You enjoyed a great 15-year career that had many great stops along the way. Let me ask you this, and this is no knock on the other cities that you're not going to mention, but if you had to pick one stop, uh, which which stop do you feel was your most enjoyable? My, not, not necessarily even the one that you had the most success in, but which one was the, personally was the most enjoyable time for you when it comes to, you know, when you were playing? Well, I, I, like you said, I think that's unfair just because, you know, the Brewers gave me an opportunity. It was a small town, you know, with the atmosphere where, you know, people growing up in, in, on the West Coast, like I said, your dad can like the Raiders and you can like the 49ers. You, you know, you can like the A's, they can, you know, they can like the Giants. You know, we growing up in Wisconsin, Badgers, Bucks, uh, Brewers, uh, the, the minor league hockey team, it's all Wisconsin. And you learn that in the Midwest. Growing up in Detroit, it's the Red Wings, it's the Pistons. It's, you know, so I was fortunate enough to play in a city where, you know, when you grow up as a little kid, and, you know, unfortunately now when I go back, people say, hey, I remember you when I was a little kid, and I, you know, I was in sixth grade going to school, and, you know, opening day, I was like, dang, I'm kind of old now, you know, and he, and uh, it, it, it's embedded in them, man, it hits, it, they're, they're real fans, you know, it's like, you know, being a Yankee fan, or being a Met fan, or being, you know, they live and die by their, their teams, you know, on the West Coast, we have a tendency not to be, say, not great fans but there's so much to do and there's also you know i i really don't think people care you know it's like playing in the acc you know or something like that you know or, or going to miami or going to duke or going to north carolina you know those kids it doesn't matter whatever their grandfather was that's who they are and that's and that's who their kids are going to be so milwaukee had that but then also san diego had 
some great teammates also, but you know, I, I can't take anything from Milwaukee. Milwaukee is where I started. I had eight years. My kids were born there. But San Diego also, man, it was, you know, I got a chance to play in a World Series. I got a chance to play with Tony Gwynn, Ken Cavanetti, you know, Wally Joyner, Trevor Hoffman, you know, Boach was my manager. So, you know what, I, I don't know what I'm gonna say I had a favorite. I'm gonna say I was privileged to play in five different cities. Amen, man. And you you were able, it sounds like you were able to take, uh, you know, obviously blessings from every stop and uh, not only uh, be able to perform on the field, but you're also able to uh, fellowship and, and form a brotherhood with a lot of great people, you know, not only great, great baseball players, but great brothers. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I, I think that's what it's all about. And, and that's what's sad about Major League Baseball today. You know, uh, I, I don't know what I would do if I was the only African-American on a team. You know what I mean? I was lucky enough to have four or five or six. Every team had five or six. And you were able to go to them because, you, you know, we, we have different struggles at home. We have different, you know, our families go through different stuff. We feel differently. You know, we like different food. And, I, you know, Kirby Puckett, Dave Winfield, you know, I had Dave Parker, Willie Randolph. You know, Glenn Braggs, Mike Felder. I mean, I had so many people, man. My village was so big. Ricky Henderson, Dave Stewart, you know, Dave Henderson. It was, you know, you know, Shooty Babbitt. It was, you know, Vince Coleman, William McGee. It was, you know, you, we had so many people that we didn't feel like we were alone. You know what I mean? And now, you know, even if, you know, working in baseball or, or you go to a team and, I, I, dude, I, I it'd be tough to relate. You know what I'm saying? It'd be tough to, to really open up and tell somebody what's going on and expect them to understand it. Hey, you know what? Sort of like what we're going through right now in the, in the world. Yeah. You know, if you're trying to, trying to explain something that no one really cares about, but they don't think about. Yeah. You, 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 you were definitely fortunate, you know, during your time, like you, like you had mentioned, mentioned uh you know a list full of of good brothers man that you know not only were great baseball players but like you said were good brothers that you were able to build that bond build that relationship build you know have that you know go along that journey with them so uh, that in itself you know during the time that you played that era that you played was definitely uh, definitely a blessing let me ask you this man you got a chance during your playing days to uh, to uh you know go up against a lot of great pitchers let me ask you this i always like to ask this question because sometimes you know i'm you know, people think of big names that you face, you know, uh, but who is the toughest pitcher that you ever faced? Because I know sometimes we get names that we don't expect. I know I'm pretty sure during your time, they're going to probably think like, you know, I don't know, Randy Johnson or I don't know. I, I know you probably faced with, I think, Nolan Ryan at least a couple times before he left, right? Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Who's the toughest, who, who's yeah, the toughest pitcher you ever faced? I, you know what? Hey, I, I tell people this all the time, man. You know what's crazy about that question is when you're going good, it doesn't matter who you're facing. <laughs> you feel me? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, dog. Hey, but I'm telling you, when, when you're going bad, I'm telling you, you can put grandma, grandma out there. She's going to get you out. You know what I mean? That's just how it is. That's just how it is. It's, it's, it's one of those things where when you're locked in, it doesn't matter who's out there. But then there's some guys you're just not going to hit. You know, uh, I, I, I don't know what it was. You know, maybe me going to Miami and him being Texas and then, you know, you know, I have respect for him. You know, Roger Clemens, you know, I had a tough time early. I hit him better, but I never had great success. Brett Saberhagen, man, I got one hit off him. I've never seen that same pitch again. Greg Maddox, 
I mean, you got you got you got Pedro. I mean, you got you got so many great pitchers. I think it's it's unfair to say who's the toughest. You know, I, I think Dave Stewart, who I had the most success off of anybody, was during that stretch that I was somehow, you know, getting bad on ball off Stu. You know, he was winning twenty and twenty plus games. You know, four and five years in a row. You know, so you know. I hit good against the Giants. I hit good against the A's. You know, I came home. It's not taking anything away from their players. But, you know, some guys, you just know you're going to go out there and you're going to get three or four. Some guys, you know, you got to buckle up and it's going to be a fight, you know. And Saberhagen, dude, he was filthy. Saberhagen was filthy. Uh, Mariano, one pitch, dude, one, one pitch and the nicest human being in the world. And he's in the Hall of Fame on one pitch. Yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. One pitch. You know what I'm saying? So it's, uh, you know, Roger was tough on me. You know, uh, I think because I wanted him so bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wanted Roger bad. No, you know, you not that I didn't, no go ahead. Not, go that, ahead. Not, 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 not that I didn't want everyone else, but like I said, man, he went to, he was at Texas when I was, he just leaving Texas and everything was Texas and you know, I took a visit there, and it, shoot, it, I'd have been the only brother on the team. I was like, I'm good. You know what I mean? So I went to University of Miami. You know, I'm at the U, and, you know, that was our biggest rivalry. You know, I'm playing against Greg Swindell and all the great players they had in Texas, you know. And I think it just carried over to the pros, you know. And, I, you know, and, and, and you know, as I got older, I think I got smarter. But like I said, Nolan, man, being a rookie – and it's going to be 100, the first two pitches right at your head. Automatic. <laughs> Automatic. And, and you know what? And what's crazy about it is because when you go to Texas, you know, he has his routine. You know, you know, we develop routines. Like, you know, Rob, Robin Young always said, you know, I was like his – he was like my adopted dad, big brother, whatever you want to call it. I had so much respect for him. You know, and Dave Park, same way. But they always told me to develop a routine. So when I would eat – I would eat early at like Black Eyed Pea or Papados. But if I went in Black on Pea and a day Roger Clemens is, I mean, not Roger Clemens, Nolan Ryan's pitching in Texas, he look at you, he smile, he give you that little nod with the, you know, like the hat. And you send stuff over there, Mr. Ryan, you know, can we, would you sign this? Sign it all, dude. First two pitches, 100 at your neck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, yeah. You, you, you know, that's what that's what you're getting. You know, Bob Gibson. You know, hearing, you know, hearing, you know, from from you know, like I said, Willie Stargell, Dave Parker, and Lloyd Mosby, and you know, all the guys, the, the great players that that were before me, Willie Randolph and Dave Winfield, and you know, Bob Gibson. He was gonna knock down every brother. You know what I mean? They were gonna get knocked down. You know, like and it, that's just the, you know, it's it's just the way it was. But we talked and, and we had respect for one another. It wasn't intimidation. I'm sure they were trying to intimidate, but we're trying to intimidate also. No, no, I love it, man. This is the stuff, the straight talk, man. This is the stuff that, you know, I, you know, that we get, we're blessed to hear, you know, from, from, you know, from, from players like you to play against the top of the top, you know, that, that's that, you know, these stories to me are so enjoyable just to hear. Let me ask you this, man. I know you had many throughout your career. It's kind of hard to narrow it down, but, Looking back at your career, I mean, you, you had a very successful career uh, that, that had, you know, good longevity. But what was, uh, you know, one or two of the most memorable moments for you 
I, I know you're a team guy, but where, where are the most memorable moments for you as a player? Well, I think the first time you come home, man, you know, I had like 200 tickets and I can say this now, you know what I mean? You have family, you have mom, you have grandma, you have uncles, you have aunts. I mean, you got, you got your little league coaches, you got your high school coaches, you got your American Legion coaches, and then you got your boys. And me and my boys, man, somehow, we, and back then in Oakland, they had 12.30 games. We happened to stay out to like four in the morning and Dave Stewart is pitching. But I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about enjoying it and taking the moment in with my family, you know, whether it's my sister and my friends and my, you know, cousins. I took it all in, but it was still 4.30. So I had to answer the bell in a few hours. And somehow, you know, I went three for four my first time in, you know, back home in Oakland. And I, you know, I hit a home run off Stu. I hit a double off Stu. And then I had a game winner off Eckersley. So the first time home with over 200 friends and family that I left tickets for, that's not counting all the ones I didn't make tickets for. You know, because, you know, Sacramento is a great, great support system and fraternity, whether it's basketball, baseball, football, you know, we're a big fraternity. We're proud to be from Sacramento, 916, and we support each other. You know, so I had a ton of people there, man. And, I, and so the first time going back to Oakland, you know, you go back to the town and be able to, to do what you do and and hit a game winner off Eckersley at the time. It's like, like I said, you talk about the Bash Brothers, you talk about Tony LaRusso, you're talking about Ricky, who's probably you know, one of the top three baseball players ever. And, and, and you win the game, you know, and the next day you do the same thing, you know, and I had good success off the A's and the Giants. But then there's also... You know, when your son's old enough to be Bat Boy and you cross home plate, he's able to give you some love. Mm, yes, sir. You know, in the big leagues. And he's able and he's, he's able to go to all-star games. He's able to go to a World Series and be in a dugout with me and Tony Gwynn. And you got Denzel. You got Spike Lee. You got uh, uh, Chris Rock. And you have all these guys that are so influential in the African-American community. And to be able to sit and listen to what they're saying and then being able to hit two home runs a game one of World Series and have your son there and have your kids there. And you cross home plate, you see Denzel, Chris Rock go, dang, dog, we Yankee fans, but I see you. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know, they gave love. You know, that that, that was big, you know. And, and And for, you know, my oldest to be able to, you know, be in the outfield at All-Star Games and, you know, Greg shoot. I think Greg Maddox, what type of, you know, great person, man. He's playing catch with Corey. He took he taught Corey how to take the ball off the right way. I probably would have messed him up. You know what I mean? So it's it's you know, and you got little Greg that was late, and you got Janae that was a baby, you know. So it's it's a situation where, you know, having my kids be able to experience some of the things that I went through uh was huge for me. You know, and, uh, you know, you know, like I said, hitting home runs, and, you know, you dream about it as a playing at airport Little League. Now I'm at the Yankee Stadium hitting two home runs in game one and hitting 50 home runs your last about that year. And, you know, you almost got to, like, pinch yourself because, like, it's so surreal that you don't really realize that it's happening. But 
I dreamed and I knew it was going to happen, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And it's, it's, a, it's beautiful that you're creating those moments with the family because getting to know you, you know, you and I are both family men. And the fact that you were able to, you know, uh, you know, share those, you know, beautiful moments uh, that even, you know, years later, you, you know, I could tell by just the way you're describing it, you can still remember it vividly um, that you're able to share that with the kids, with the boys, with Janae. Um, that's awesome, man. I mean, like I said, I, I know I, that's a blessing in itself that, you know, the moment that, you know, some of the top moments you ever had in your playing career also, you know, involved your kids. Um, so that's awesome, man. Let me ask you this. Two more questions. And I want to, uh, when it comes to your playing career, and I want to get into your post-career because you got a lot of great uh, entrepreneurial ventures going on, you know, a lot of, a lot of business going on. Uh, two more questions. How, how, how did it feel when you got inducted into the Brewers Hall of Fame? Like I said, once again, you know, you, you think about the team that Harry Aaron played on, you know what I mean? And getting mm -hmm. to know Harry Aaron, you know, just be, being throughout the league and, and so many of the great players that have came through the town or the, the city of Milwaukee. Like I said, it, it's, it's one of those moments where you know, you, you don't realize that it's possible as a young kid, but then it happens. You, you know what I mean? So it's seeing a name up there with, you know, Robin Yao, Paul Molitor, Jim Gander, you know, Gorman Thomas, you know, Cecil Cooper, you know, uh, and we should, we got three sack town boys there. We got Fernando Vinia, we got Jeff Jenkins, you know what I mean? So oh, nice. Cordova yeah, so, represented so, so, there with Jeff. Yeah, I like that. yeah, 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 for sure. You know, we got, then we got Valley High, you know, right down the street. Yep. We got outside covered. We got Cordova covered. We got the Metro yeah. covered. You, you know what I mean? So, you know, for me, it's, it's, you know, like I said, man, I've been blessed. You know, people are going to say, well, Greg, you know, you live, you, you know, your perception is this and you do this. You know what? People don't really know me. Yeah, that's whatever. It's, you know what? This was possible. I, I thought it was possible, but when it happens, you, like I said, you're still really taking my storm a little bit. Hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we'll get right back to it. When it comes to your CBD, quality matters. For all natural relief, visit SimpleGardenCBD.com. If 2020 taught us anything, it's how important our mental and physical health is. Simple Garden CBD specializes in third-party lab-tested, premium-quality CBD products that deliver consistent potency and purity you can count on. Utilizing industry-best extracting methods and ingredients, Simple Garden CBD is proof that not all CBD is created equal. Go check out their amazing lineup of premium CBD vapes, great-tasting full-spectrum, and THC-free tincture oils, as well as their delicious Delta 8 gummies that are absolutely amazing. And don't forget, they also carry some of the latest vape battery technology and designs on the market. So shop now at SimpleGardenCBD.com and use discount code STRAYHAND15 and save 15% on your order. That's right, I said it. Save 15% on your order using discount code STRAYHAND15. Get your order in now and experience the amazing benefits of premium quality CBD for yourself. Add Simple Garden CBD to your health and wellness regimen today. Real CBD, real results. Gotcha. Gotcha. One last, well, and, and I, I can see how, I mean, especially if it's one of those things, you know, as a kid that, you know, you set out goals, it's still surreal when you go and you're actually inducted in the hall of fame. Like you say, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're there with, you know, top of the top players, not only for that organization, but for major league baseball, you know, those are, you know, you, you mentioned like the likes of Robin Young, Paul Monitor. I mean, those are, those are, you know, amongst the top players that ever played this game, you know, um, let me ask you this. You mentioned him earlier, earlier, 
And I always love hearing these stories, man. Uh, but I gotta, I gotta get one before we get into business, man. Uh, you, you were fortunate to play with a lot of great players, but you mentioned Tony Gwynn and, you know, who might arguably be the best hitter in baseball history. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, one could argue that, but give me a Tony Gwynn story, man. I know you spent some good time with Tony Gwynn while in, while in San Diego. Oh yeah. You know, my son played for Tony, uh, you know, invited to the hall of fame for Tony invited to his kids' weddings. You know, everyone was, Tony was a little bit of an introvert, but Tony, he let me in for some reason. And I hit with him every single day. And that's, you know what? He actually got upset when I got traded because I was on a contract for one more year. When you are a, a guy that, uh, how do I say this? When, when you're a guy that, uh, that does the right thing, and he is a, you know, at the time, people called him a company man or he didn't stick up. He got pissed when I got traded. You know what I mean? And I was, I'm close to Anthony. I'm close to Tony Jr. now. Tony Jr. is like a big brother to Corey. But, man, I never seen nobody get three hits every day in my life, man. Every day. And like I said, I, I played with a lot of great players and against a lot of great players. But like you said, when they faced Randy Johnson and they were left-handed, somehow their contact was scratched or their back was hurt. They had a bad hamstring. <laughs> Tony Gwynn was like, hey, man, Tony Gwynn, I can't wait till we face Randy Johnson. I'm like, really? I'm right-handed. I'm right-handed. I'm like, really, T? Hey, oh, man. Dude, three like it ain't nothing. Like nothing. He didn't dodge anybody. That's, that's, that's the type of person he was. He had that, you know, that's why he's in that special place, that HOF. You know what I mean? He is one of those guys that he – he he didn't dodge anybody. And, and that's the thing about it. He he looked forward to it. Like I said, I, I, I dude, I played with players and I played against players and I've heard players say, you know, to the, two days before that, man, they get four and five hits. Oh, my back hurts. Because I know Randy's coming to town and they're left-handed. You know what I mean? Uh, or Tony, Tony he, he didn't back him away from anybody. If you look at his stats against Maddox and all the rest, he hit over 400 to get the best pitches in baseball. Wow. And he got three every day. He'd be like, man, i take him his glove. I'm like, God dang, T, why this finger? He'd be like, man, my hands are over just a little bit. I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> you know, I'll Perfectionist, take it. huh? Perfectionist. Perfectionist, man. But but he kept, he kept it simple, but I was blessed because I was allowed in a circle. You know, Alicia, the kids, and like I said, even now, me and, me and Tony Jr. still talk. Him and Corey are super close. He took him under his wing. Corey played for him at San Diego State. And, and, and he was a good friend of me. You know, his whole family was. So to lose him, man, is, is tough. You know, it's, and to see what he went through towards the end of it and being able to be one of his friends and, and being still allowed to be in that, he was like, gee, I don't want people to remember me this way. You know what I mean? So, to me, like I said, Barry is a bad man. Uh, Willie Mays, a bad man. Kirby Puckett, a bad man. Dave Winfield, I could go on and on. King Griffey Jr., I could go on and on. You know, but I'm telling you, I watch this man every day do what he did and against the best pitchers. And I started to say, you know, like I said, the brothers wasn't dodging too many. I, I don't want to say that, but they, they weren't dodging. 
I know some other guys with Dodge and some of the great ones. Gotcha, man. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, here, listen, uh, you know, always love hearing the stories, like I said, because I know, you know, during that time you, you did get to, you played in an era where, you know, you play with a lot of great players. You were, you know, amongst those great players to put up a lot of numbers during that time. So I always like to take the opportunity to, you know, pick your brain and, you know, ask these questions. And so you can share these, you know, obviously great stories that you just don't get, you know, get to hear from, you know, from people. Cause you, like you said, I mean, in this case with Tony, you're one of the few people that he let in and uh, you know, and you were able you know, to, to share that you know, special bond you guys, you guys shared. Um, let's pivot though, man. Let, let's, let's discuss some of your post career. Actually, let's get into it. That's actually what I wanted to talk to uh, when it comes to your post-career and the success you've had, because a lot of people hear about, you know, what athletes do on the field. But then, you know, afterwards, it, you know, there's there's life after after the field, you know, and you're one example of someone that's, you know, having just as much success uh, post-career as you did on the field, which is great to see. Let's start off, man, because, um, you know, there's quite a few to talk about. Let's start off with uh, Restore Hyper Wellness, you know, the, the, you know, the franchise that you have a, a few locations. Talk to me about opening that business up and how that all came about. Well, it came about uh, because, you know, I have to give it up. You know, I, I've, I've always believed in, you know, the, you know, the, the different part of, of, of wellness and health, you know, uh, I, I think my kids are taking after me too, but they work out a lot harder than I work out now, man. I, I don't even attempt to do their workouts, but they eat clean. They, they do a light, you know, a lot of the right things because we are what we eat. But, you know, when you become my age and you're single and, you know, eventually you want to get married again, you know, when you find the right person and you find somebody that can be your best friend, you know, you're open to all that, but at the same time, I don't want to work that hard, so I'm gluten free, dairy free, and then I. Uh, but the wellness centers is something I've always done. I've always gotten B12 because it's hard to absorb the, you know, the B complexes five and six, you know. So when we buy these vitamins, you know, and we actually buy them over the counter, we're actually, you know, we go to the bathroom, we urinate, and you know, we lose over 50% volume of what our intake is opposed to keeping 95% when you do it through a shot or through an IV. But I also have cryo. You know, I sat in a cold tub, man, I went to University of Miami, 38 degrees ever since 1986 to now, you know, whether it was 32 degrees in April in Milwaukee or it was 112 in Miami or 112 in Arizona. I sat, I, you know, because it brought my legs back. Now we have these crowd machines that, you know, I, I, for three minutes, negative 290, 300 for three minutes, I'm good. And my body feels amazing. You know, but we, but, you know, we have a lot of stuff. Like I said, we have the right, the red light treatment for, you know, whether it's acne, it's for beauty. We have compression, we have oxygen chambers. We have lipo C shots. We have estheticians. We have everything you possibly need for men and women. So we can preload you if you do a mud run. You know, we have a lot of UFC fighters come. We have a lot of boxers that come. We have NBA that come. You know, we, this is all natural vitamins. You know what I mean? As we get older, I take, you know, a Superman, which I add magnesium to it. You know, because when you get older, it's for the heart and all that other stuff. So we have a lot of different things you can do 
in Sacramento at Lomas Plaza that, you know, we have concierge. If you, if you own a business and you guys want to have a meeting, we will send a nurse to your, your boardroom and she will set up 10 IVs and everyone can have a meeting. And 45 minutes later, everybody can be, you know, doing jumping jacks and running out the building. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's you know, it's, I, I believe in it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, first of all, I wouldn't own anything I didn't believe in, you know? So, you know, with that being said, now I'm opening up other locations, you know, cities that I played in and also in Vegas, you know, the, the, this next one would be Vegas and Henderson. I have a home there and uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I, you know, I got my boy, the Jabawakis out there, you know, 916 for life, you know, playing golf and, you know, they're going to be there to support, you know, I have a, you know, a ton of athlete friends. I have a ton of entertainer friends that all do the same thing, you know, but now we're just bringing it to the public. We're bringing, we're bringing and making it affordable with, you know, the general public really never got to really receive or get. Yeah. I was going to ask you uh, for, you know, with the big vision, how many locations do you plan on opening up uh, in totality when it comes to, you know, restore? Well, you know what, like I said, uh, corporate is awesome. You know, uh, I'm looking forward to Vegas. Sacramento has been unbelievable. Lowman's Plaza has has really, really taken to us. But like I said, it, it's more than me, man. Like I said, when it comes to anything in life, if you look at the successful people in life, it's about the people that have around them and it's their team. You know what I mean? So I said, if you always play for the name in the front, the back will take care of itself. But you have a lot of people, man, in business that care about the back that you don't realize till it's too late. You know, so for me, it has to be the right fit, the right match, and we'll see what happens. You know, I'm not worried about Wisconsin. I know Vegas is awesome. I know Cincinnati is awesome. You know, so it's 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 a situation where I'm able to be able to keep these relationships with cities that have made an impact in my life, but also bring health and wellness into because, you know, we live in a different world now. We're essential. You know, the first thing we did was, like except my team, I don't want to take the credit for it. David Garibaldi was a big part of it because we didn't even have our building in Lomas Plaza. And he allowed us to use a studio to give all first responders, you know, IVs and uh, immune IVs and keep them healthy while they were out there. When this, you know, the virus is running rapid. And when we, no one knew enough about it, you know, and it was our way of saying thank you. And like I said, I don't ever take credit for anything. Like I said, there's so many people to thank and so many people on the team that deserve credit. And they came up with the idea. And like I said, I'm thankful to David Garibaldi, you know, because he allowed us to use his business to keep our frontline workers in Sacramento, nurses, doctors, firefighters, policemen out there doing what they do to protect us and you know, make sure everything is going to be, you know, make sure everything can be the best it could be, you know, while we went through this pandemic. Gotcha, man. And I know you're having, you know, massive success already with the Lomas Plaza location. Um, I, I'm, I'm, you know, it's irrefutable that, you know, the success is going to be matched at your other locations as well. And uh, you definitely hit, uh, you know, 
something very powerful when it comes to, you know, being, you know, having a great team around you and, you know, knowing who's around you and being very selective. Uh, Cause that's, that's very critical when it, when it comes to having success and having that, you know, that tight knit team and having people that you truly trust. Um, and obviously that also keeps everybody accountable, you know, have a team that keeps everybody accountable and everybody knows their roles. So um, definitely look, you know, look for, you know, continued success with uh, restore hyper wellness, man. Let's go on. Like I said, you got, you got a lot of stuff going, you know, post post career. So uh, next thing I want to hit on is the SAC Republic, you know, talk to me about your role with SAC Republic and how that, yeah, how that opportunity came about. Well, like I said, man, you know, myself, Derek Lee, you know, we had an opportunity, you know, once again, you're talking about two guys that grew up in areas where, you know, you don't dream about owning a, but I don't say owning, being part ownership because, you know, what we're doing is very, very minute compared to what the rest of the partners are doing as far as putting in, you know, financially. So, uh, but just to be able to have the opportunity to do that was another dream come true, you know, to be able to, you know, you, you go from playing to now to being on ownership of a major league franchise and having it in your hometown, you know, that's, that's like, like I said, man, that's, that's something that seems so surreal that, that you don't think you can accomplish it. But this is what I'm talking to these kids about every single day. And like I said, don't, you don't have to be an athlete. You don't have to, but, but whatever you do, it's attain, uh, obtainable if you are willing to sacrifice and the blood, sweat, and tears to make it happen. You know what I mean? Fight for what you want. You know what I mean? If, if you want it, go get it. If you want it, go get it. And so the Sac Republic was an opportunity for, like I said, myself to actually, you know, uh, own something in my hometown that I never thought was possible. And, you know, we took a little, you know, setback this week. You know, Mr. Burkle, you know, going through what he's been through, shoot. You know, every man has a, a, a way to respond and react to and do whatever he wants to do. You know what I mean? Business is business. And hopefully, you know, the MLS has seen the support and the excitement that we have for our team now, but how we turned out in groves and, and thousands and thousands of people when this announcement was made. So, you know, you know, we got an uphill battle, but like I said, man, we're nine one six, man. We used to fight for everything we get. I like the fact that you know you're showing firsthand, uh, you know, through your journey that you know anything's really possible. You know, what I like the fact is you make it be known. You you always you're very clear to make it be known that you're 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 from nine one six. This is you. You know, this is where you're from. You you just like you know, so they can relate to you. Is what I'm trying to get at. You know, the fact that you know anybody anybody should be able, no matter where they're at. Or, you know, what kind of environment they're, they're in right now that, you know, that anything's possible. And I like the fact that, like I said, through your works and through the hard work and the, uh, you know, the, you know, the right net and the right connections, you know, you, your network correctly, that you, you've been able to put yourself in position to be successful uh, in, in, in multiple realms and multiple industries. Hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we'll get right back to it. Just want to know, are you looking to improve your health and fitness? Are you looking for a trainer to help you guide you along the way? 
we'll look no further. Check out Ruben Hernandez of Relentless Strength and Sports Performance. Ruben is a trainer whose purpose is to help you make positive changes in your lifestyle and improve your quality of life. His goal is to educate you on how simple changes in your daily habits can help you look and feel great. Ruben is an upcoming trainer who is passionate about helping you reach and achieve your goals. He is dedicated to making your training experience unique and specific to you. He specializes in functional movements, so whether you're looking to build muscle, lose weight, or improve your overall movement, he can help you do it all. He is located in the northern Sacramento area in his own private facility. You can check him out on Instagram at Ruben7Hernandez. Feel free to contact him through direct message or call him at 209-406-7028. Again, that's 209-406-7028. If you have any questions or to schedule your first session, mention Straight Talk with Straight Hand and receive 50% off. Yes, you heard it right, 50% off your first session. So what are you waiting for? Head on over and book your first session with Ruben and make sure to give him a follow on Instagram at Ruben7Hernandez. That's R-U-B-E-N, the number 7, H-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z on Instagram. Go change your life. Uh, let's transition into two more things, man, before we cut, before we shut this down with some fun Q&A. I know, I know you were really excited. You shot me a text uh, not too long ago about this, but let's talk about the, the Greg Vaughn wine that, that's going to be releasing here shortly. Talk to me about that. Oh, yeah, man. I got, I got involved from uh, E2 Winery, a family vineyard in uh, Lodi, you know, and uh, I'm really close. And, and, you know, I was torn because the Atkins Family Winery is right here in my backyard. And Jake is like a son to me. Jeffrey and Joanna have been like, you know, brother and sister to me. But when I met Brett and his family and Katie, it was it was a match because they wanted to give back to the Bonds Valley Foundation. So we're, we're creating a wine that, and I even got Fred Belitnikoff involved with them. So now Fred's coming out with his wine, you know what I mean? So, and you know, you have Dusty with his wine. So we, it was a way for me to give back to our community not our community, but my foundation, by creating the wine, but actually going in there with beakers and all the stuff I've seen since I've been in, you know, you, you, you had to take a lab in college, you know what I mean? So I'm in there, okay, a little bit more oak, not some pepper, but I'm also out there on a picker at 9.30, 9.30 at night and, and forming a, like, like I said, more than a, a friendship with Brett and the E2 family and Vineyard, and Katie, but like a, a, a family, you know, like, like extended part of my family, you know, so we're coming out with, you know, I, I showed you the, you know, the bottles, hopefully you can put them up. You can go to, uh, uh, what is it? 23wines.com. You know, we will launch probably in about four or five weeks. Uh, four or five weeks we will launch, but it, it is a, it's something that, that I like. I like red wine. You know, I like wine, uh, you know, so I'm getting into it. I don't know much about it, you know, how to make it. I'm learning as we go. But I'm, I was out there on the picker. Those guys are out there, you know, 14 hours a day. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, and for it, but, but, but to be able to send this wine and partner with them and have them set it up so my foundation can continue to help people. Like I said, we fed over 800,000 people during COVID. I want to say thank you to Islands for partnering with me between here and San Diego. We were able to give out PPE. We were able to give out hand sanitizer through, you know, local people that 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 made it here. 
but my foundation, like I said, I don't want to be pigeonholed in, you know, to one thing, you know, but this line is going to be able to, like I said, be able to continue help 916 be a better place. You know yeah. what I mean? The great, the, you know, when I say 916, I mean the greater Sacramento area because whatever 530, you know, I don't know the other area codes we have here, but whatever we need, you know, we're, we're, we're going to try to do our best to help. Yeah, I want to I want to uh, close it out when it comes to the Vons Valley Foundation. I know you, you referenced it a few times already during this podcast, but talk to me about that foundation and why that foundation, uh, you know, you hold close to your heart. Well, you know, when it first started, uh, Vons Valley, we started a long time ago and it was hard, man. It was hard, you know, to be in my position. I have to go ask people to help support causes. You know, they look at you and say, you make you make X, Y, Z. Why are you over here? But, you know. Hey, my, my oldest son has type one diabetes and I plan these golf tournaments. I raise the money all over the world, all over the country for all these other causes. I said, why not have my own foundation and try to find a cure for type one diabetes. But after that happened and found out that, you know, partisan type one diabetes, you know, Trump Rivers school district needed whiteboards and Chromebooks. Somebody else needed food. Somebody else needed this. So I don't want to be pigeonholed in it. I, I, I want to be able to help everyone. But my, my, you know, my heart is my son Corey. My oldest has type one. I want a cure for it. I want to find a cure for it. But my foundation is here to help the greater Sacramento area. And uh, you know, that's how it started. You know, and it's at Bonds Valley. Like I said, you can find me, Greg Bond twenty three, everywhere. Any handle. I don't, you know, this is all new to me speaking in these terms, but then you go to Bonds Valley, you know, on Instagram, on Facebook, or you go to uh, 23wines.com and you can pre-order wine and these monies go towards the foundation so we can help our place, Sacramento, be a better place, you know, and that's what it's all about, man. Like I said, we're all disciples, but if if we just take and don't give, that's not what God wants. No, I love it, man. I love the fact that how much the, the foundation gives back, like you said, was able to, uh, you know, along with Islands, the partnership was able to give back, uh, you know, I, I believe you said 700 meals, right? Or I don't want to misquote you. How many no, meals no, was no, it? no, 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 no. Over 700,000, 800,000. 700,000. Between, between here and San Diego, but once again, I couldn't do that without islands, you know, it's, it's about collaborating with people and, you know, people being able to think about people instead of the bottom line, you know, I understand business is business, but like I said, Phil Oates is a great friend, Charles is a great friend, Brian Bull is a great friend, you know, you know, I, I go to Bayside Midtown and I'm proud to go to Bayside Midtown because it looks like society, you know what I mean? It, it I love it. It's all yep. based on Pastor Efren, Pastor Bob, Bob Bowie, my best friend since I was the you know junior high school. It's I want to I want to be around people what society looks like and not judge me on where I live. You'd be surprised, man, how many people said, "Hey, you live X Y Z." You know, I live where I want to live. I'm not living to impress anybody else. And then they come out <laughs> here and it's like, oh, it's like never, never, never <laughs> land. Oh my God, this isn't considered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, hell grow no, but but no, but but see, 
that's so I eliminate my myself from people like that. Like I said, I've been blessed. I've had Buzz Oats, I've had Phil Oats, I've had you know Mr. Anderson. You know, I had the Lucchettis. I I've had so many people that have played a part of my village. That you know, I had Safra. You know, I've had you know the staff, this family. I've had so many, so many people that have taught a kid from that view how to think differently. Right. Oh, man. And, yeah, how push, yeah. and how to push myself. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, and but I like also I said, have, but it started uh, with my grandmother and my mother. Yeah. That's where it started. And, and like I said, I think that the success you've had, you know, uh, off the field is probably a lot more impactful than what you had on the field, to be perfectly honest with you. And, and I mean, you're, like I said, you have a massive success. I, I mean, I, I was excited to, you know, have you on here so they could, you really hear about, you know, not only the success on the field, but really, you know, like I said, off the field and, and also the impact that you've been able to make on your community um, and, and in the business world. So, hey, Greg, let's go ahead and we're going to we're going to end it with some light, fun Q&A. Uh, I mean, nothing too deep. Just, you know, like I said, some lightning quick you know, Q&A, just whatever. You, first thing you think of when I ask these questions, these questions might be they're a little random. So you, you ready to go? I'm pretty quick. Go ahead. All right. Here we go. Uh, favorite player in baseball growing up? We'll leave a cover. Okay. Who, if, I mean, if you have one, who's your current uh, favorite, like who's a current player that you like right now in, 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 in MLB? I have three. Okay. Trout. Fire away. Betts. Tatis. Hey, three, three good ones. On the way to practice, on the way to your workout, on the way to, you know, uh, the office, whatever it may be. Uh, what song are you listening to right now? What's in your AirPods? What's in your pros? What are you listening to? You know what? Hey, man, sometimes I got a hard rap, something, but I'm an R&B guy. But then okay. sometimes, man, I'm, I'm straight Kurt Franklin or somebody like that. You know, it just depends. You know what? I, I learned from me, what works for me, if I read my daily devotionals and I, I get my gospel on early, I'm going to be a better person. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey, amen to that. Amen to that. What, what, what was there on the way today, on the way to your practice? What, what were you listening to, if anything, on the way to your practice uh, before we got on here? Today, you, you know what? I know what did my practice at Bradshaw Christian today? Actually, I really didn't have anything on. I, I was on the phone making a ton of calls, dude. Okay. Hey, I, 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 got, I, I got situations that, you know. I got you. I got you. All right. I got five water puppies on the ground. I got, you know, I got, uh, you know, businesses opening up. I have. You know, like I said, man, I, I'm truly blessed. I, I'm telling you, I'm more tired now than I did when I played baseball. I believe it, man. I believe it. I, I, I usually ask this a lot when it comes to basketball because I get a lot of, you know, basketball guests. I always ask, you know, who, who's their GOAT. But for you in baseball, who's your GOAT? Who's your greatest of all time? Hey, man, you know what? I, I would have to say at a young age, and this is no dis disrespect to – of course, to no one. Yeah, to 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 to, to, to anyone. But I I, I I I would have a couple. But I would say, I, I, me being African American, I would say Robin Out, man. I mean, they put my locker right next to him, and he took care of me, and he still does to this day, making sure I'm okay. His son wore my number. He always looked out for me. But I have to say, I, I had Kirby Puckett, I had Ricky Henderson, I had Dave Stewart, I had Dave Winfield, I had Mike Felder, I had Glenn Braggs. Ricky Henderson, so yeah, you, you know, I had Joe Carter, you know, I, I had 
a lot of guys that played a big influence in my life. But when you're in the big leagues at 22 and Robin Yao is your locker mate and he's saying how to do things the right way and be a pro and not, you know, nothing was based on skin color or anything like where we're at right now. Robin Yao, my first dog was named Rocket. And people can say, you're a sellout, you're this, you're that. No, that man treated me the way skin color but didn't even matter gotcha man robin yeah absolutely man let me ask you this what would uh what advice would greg vaughn today give to a eight a 22 year old greg vaughn what advice knowing what you know now what advice would you give your younger your, your, your younger self uh don't try to be insta famous stay humble and you know, there's so, you know, and, and that's a hard question because, you know, when you say insta famous or you say this, they, I mean, even me, I'm old as hell, and they still try to, you know, Greg, we like your style. Can you wear our watch? Can you wear our shoes? Can you wear our clothes? Can you do that? You know, and it's, you know, I, I, I didn't like that when I played. You know, I was, I was focused on what I was trying to do, but I would say stay humble, man, because you know the money, the fame. And you have all these outlets and different things. That's why I said the three people I named as my favorite players, not only did they play the right way and respect the game, they're humble and they're great people. So when you say highest paid, highest this, highest, but look at the other two factors that come humble and play the right way. Gotcha. Man. Good, and, and good people. And good peoples. Let me ask you this last question to, to close this out. What's the number one advice? If you had to narrow it down just to one, I know you have plenty, but if you had to narrow it down to just one, what's the number one advice you have for aspiring baseball players? Hey, man, hey, it's a skill sport. Grind, but play other sports. And, and I'm tired of coaches not letting these kids play other sports, man. That's why they're not athletes, but play other sports. But freaking stay humble. It's a skill sport. I'm telling you. Oh, hey, Ovi, straight talk. You know, you've been, you've been my guy for a long time. Like I said, much love because the way you are as a family man, a husband, a father, the way you carry yourself, much love to you. Stay humble and do it the right way. I appreciate it, man. No, I appreciate I appreciate it, man. I, I mean, this podcast has come a long way, but I want to thank you because you were actually my first guest. Uh, when I, when I, and when I just realized that we were on episode 50, I had to make sure episode 50 was, was special. It was sentimental to me. So I had to, you know, I had to get my man G back on and obviously you blessed me on, on very short notice to, to come back and, and do the 50th episode. Uh, it's just amazing. You know, what happens with just an idea and, you know, when, when, you know, when you put in God's hands, what could happen now we're in 19 countries, you know, I've had, you know, a plethora of great guests provide great content and value. You know, we got sponsors on here. Uh, it, it's just been a blessing, man. Also, all from something that just started as an idea. And that being said, it being an idea, you were still willing, uh, you know, to hop on and, and be my first guest. So I just wanted to, like I said, uh, show you some love and make sure that, you know, this episode 50 
was was one of you know a, a sentimental value. I'm, I'm probably gonna bug you for episode 100. I'm gonna go ahead and lock you in for episode 100 when we do episode 100. There you go. Hey, just hey, want to thank you again. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, but I just want to thank you again, man. And like Greg said, Greg got a lot of got a lot of great stuff going on. His IG handle, as well as every other handle, is Greg Vaughn23. Once again, Greg Vaughn23. If you go to his Instagram page, you'll have links to uh, you know his the restore to uh, to uh, the Greg uh, the the Vaughn's Value Foundation. Um, I mean, he'll have yeah, a lot Vons of great Valley. content on there where you could follow him. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, I, 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 you, if you we named off every you want, every, you know what? I don't yeah, even know. If we, those, dog. I got a, I got a card in front of me right now. You know, 23wines.com, Greg Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you, we, 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 we'd be here for another whole episode if I left you every handle. But like I said, Greg Vaughn 23, go ahead and check him out. Uh, G, I appreciate you again. For everybody out there, thank you for joining me for another Straight Talk with Strayhand. Continue having a blessed day, guys. God bless. Thanks for tuning in to another Straight Talk with Strayhand podcast. And if you haven't done so already, click the subscribe button and make sure to follow him on Instagram at Strayhand, S-T-R-A-Y-H-A-N-D. And we will catch you on the next episode.